0: Hey everyone! Welcome to She Podcast, episode four hundred and nine. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. Wish me, wish me, with me as always, the slightly smelly Ellie, Elsie Escobar. Elsie, last time we spoke, we recorded the whole conversation together, and then I think within minutes or maybe hours, I got a text from Elsie that said, "Help me! The goats are out."
1: Oh, my God. Uh,
0: that was a week ago today, by the way.
1: That was. Uh, no, it and was tomorrow.
0: It was, oh, tomorrow. it
1: was tomorrow. I thought Tuesday. it was today. Okay. It was Tuesday. But it was pretty cool. I mean, listen, my life. Dude. Yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, last week she posted me and says the goats are out. And I don't even know what to tell her. Like, how am I supposed to help? But
1: I'm just like, um, hide. <laughs> also, uh, listen. The, 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 so the reason I mean, I would have texted you regardless. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I didn't text you. I mean, I texted you then because I had a and a for our membership oh, that's right. at 2 p.m. That's and funny. so that's I was funny. like, wait a minute. And I don't remember what time I texted you, but it was one of those things where I was like... like, one o'clock, like right before. And I thought, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like how do you put goats back in their cage when you're by yourself? Because, okay, can I give context? Can I just share the story? Please do, please, please do. So Randy went to a conference Mm -hmm. in Virginia Beach and he left Tuesday morning and he was to be back on Thursday, okay? Mm -hmm. The man has... Not that he does that often, but he has had overnight trips. He goes to Wake Forest University to do some talks over there. Mm-hmm. He, you know, but it's never, you know, two nights, two, three nights is about the, you know, the extent of whenever he does some work stuff like that. So this was it hasn't been a while though. So he left. Everything was fine. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I have to take care of the animals and all of the things, right? Right. And that is it. I mean, it's fine. It's all fine. Literally leaves the house in the morning, just, I'm I'm preparing, I'm doing my things, I'm I'm getting ready to do. And then all of a sudden I'm in the living room and I hear a noise and it's because it's so quiet, you know, you've been here. So it's fairly quiet Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like somebody was like moving shit around, like just loud moving shit. And so I go, my kids were both in their bedrooms doing homework. Mm-hmm. And then the cat was like right in front, who is the only one that would make that noise when they go into, you know, the bathroom or something. And you can hear the, the, the crunch, litter crunch, box. crunch. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, but she was right there. So I, I like, <laughs> I peek into my kitchen and all the way across, I see the tree is moving that like the, the entire tree is going, ksh, ksh. there's a little tree. And I'm like, what is that? And I I got scared for a second because I'm like, okay, it could obviously. I mean, what is that, right? What's moving my tree? It's some kind of animal. Right. And then I see the horns and it's the boy, the black goat, which is is pine ramming. Or
0: is that pine or bucky?
1: It's pine. Okay. And so pine was ramming the thing. And I go, oh my God. Because the last time they did this, they weren't. So so adult. These are
0: grown ass goats. No, yeah, the yeah. He sent me a video, and they're kind of, and I mean, I've seen them in person too. But yeah, yeah. That video terrified me because it looked like he was doing it at you. Yeah, she sent me a video of him, like, like (laughs) doing doing that to her, and like, I was like, wow, he's really unhappy
1: with you. (laughs) I wouldn't want that in my face. He was. They were unhappy, horny. As I'll get out, they're hormonal. They were in a rut. They both, and so they do this really weird thing and they get very aggro, right? Mm -hmm. And they're boys and male. And so I was like, oh my God. So I'm trying to figure out how this is going to happen because there's no way I myself could even leave the house, as in step outside (laughs) because they are male goats. Like, I can't, too much. I mean,
0: because why? They're gonna chase you and then what? What if they caught you? Nothing can they're happen. They're horns. Do you not see those oh, things? They're horns.
1: They, they're horns. So it's listen, they are not, how would I say it? They are not aggressive in the sense that they want to hurt you. They are not violent towards another human because they want to hurt them. Like that's not what the deal is. You have to think about they are in a very a hormonal state. Mm-hmm. They're they are overwhelmed with needing to procreate and they are wound up and the way that they show that is by ramming into stuff. Okay. So including
0: you. Okay. So I get that. So when yeah. you say they're horny, do you mean both that they have large
1: horns and that they want to procreate or just yes. that they
0: want to procreate? Oh, you mean both?
1: Both. Yeah. They are both like in that and they make these weird noises and it's crazy. So I didn't know when uh, I, Anyway, Randy did get our our pet sitter who mm-hmm. who who comes over and takes care of the goats whenever we leave to come and help out. Thank mm-hmm. God for this woman. Mm-hmm. And then we I reached out to uh, he reached out to our neighbor to just be ready to help out if he could. Thank God he mm-hmm. was there. Um but she comes in and they are chasing her in her car. I had to run out of my house with a large umbrella to mm-hmm. ward them off, and mm-hmm. ran into her car. And then she had, drove to where their cage part was. They messed up her car, dude. They banged and oh, left dents no. on the outside because they don't know how to stop. Like they literally want to climb on top of the car. Then I had to get like a four. Not it's not. I'm, I'm not saying a four by four, but it's like a. It's like a six maybe five by two board mm-hmm. stray plywood with handles. Like I'm going to fight. I'm going to go jousting and I, you'll have to hold it and keep them away from you. Like you literally have to like push them out like that. And it's so heavy. So I got bruises all over my legs. Cause I kept banging myself with the board. It was right. a whole to do. Believe me, it was a whole to do, but two women got these two giant male goats back in their enclosure And then my neighbor came in and fixed the part where they got out. Of course, we we tried to do that prior to when they got in again. Mm -hmm. And I worked in there and I tried to because there was there's one part of the fence that needs to be redone because it's not like they're trying to get out. It's just that they fight and they bump each other all the time and they think that they bumped each other and they lifted something up and they weren't like, oh, look, there's an escape route. (laughs)
0: Boy,
1: So they didn't bump you.
0: No, Patrick wants to know if the family is done with the goats now. Of course not.
1: No, they are there. They're I think there. that it's a it's a very unfortunate situation. Like, because, <laughs> I, <laughs> because, see, he, that, yeah. yeah, because mm-hmm. what happens is Ran knows that if he and or like let the goats go and we say, hey, does anybody want to take these goats? Mm-hmm. They will more than likely be put to sleep because they are ornery yeah they're not castrated Mm -hmm. and they are they are excitable and they can be hurtful to other goats like they will just uh, yeah so are the goats adding anything to society at this point no
0: so then what's the difference I guess am I being an animal
1: being they're living beings and I think I can't I mean you have to understand that our household is the household that takes out the insects I know the rats are le- lo- relocated don't you remember that the yurt yes. rat situation with
0: <laughs> yes, when Randy like the drove rat. the rat
1: away he's <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um Yes, I know. You're not going to kill your goats. You're not going to give them to somebody else to kill. And I mean, I'm just being mean because they're terrifying. They are. And I wouldn't want that near my house because they're they're not just aggressive, they're enor- like they're not enormous. enormous, but they don't seem If you've ever played that game Goat Simulator, it's not far off. They're illogical, quick, loud, angry, and pushy. Yes. Super pushy. Yeah. They have no chill whatsoever. Mm -mm.
1: No, not at all. One thing that I've learned about the goats is that they really are a amazing representation of male and testosterone Mm. embodied at its most animalistic form. You know, and so that you realize, like, whenever you see, whenever you're like, "Oh my god, that guy is being so aggro," whatever. Like, like when you see a goat behave the way that it's behaving you you see the masculine energy in them and you go whoa like that's is that why you're keeping
0: them around because you have two daughters and randy needs the extra testosterone (sighs) for things to even out i don't know because he can come here and i'll go there and this can be a house of all
1: boys and that can be. oh my god it is like no no i don't think I mean, I know he values his testosterone and and maybe the goats do add to that because they do have that energy, right? He has to be like like you can't you yeah. cannot deal with them without you owning your power and your right. masculine side. Like you That's can't right. go in there and go like, oh cute little goats. Like you have to be like, Yeah.
0: But Patrick know? wants to know if you're gonna keep you're not gonna get new goats. No. Right?
1: No, they're not getting new goats. We did not choose to get these goats, by the way. Again. Nobody wants some, them. We, yeah. They just arrived one day.
0: They just fell into goats because that's Elsie's life. You just kind of, mm. the way people fall into a business or a hobby, Elsie just fell into goats.
1: Yes. We just randomly got goats. And it, no, it wasn't even a hobby or falling into business. It was sort of like, hmm, yeah, it's very unique. I don't think anybody really falls into this so. Yeah. So yes, that's what happened. And thank you for bringing that up. That was, uh, yeah, that yeah. was a delight. You're very and welcome. It stressed me out. Um, it I also hilarious. put a reel up with my voice in real time, telling my e leaguers because I was doing my Q and A, and then I was going to do an hour of work hours. Right. So right. we just get together and do work, which often is that, sometimes not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I. Was like I don't know if I can make it, and so I'm 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 leaving a message on Boxer, which you all can hear on my Instagram channel. Um, it's a reel there, and you can hear my voice trying to tell the stories because I think it's a wonderful storytelling time. And also, you guys, the funniest thing though was when I was in the kitchen trying to avoid Pine hearing my voice because he knows mm-hmm. me, and I'm trying not to speak, and so that's why I was I was I was like talking like this because if pine heard me that's what brought him all the way in and i yeah. saw him in our front window my biggest fear jess you know that f- that in my living room it's got that beautiful window where you can look out mm-hmm. he climbed up and he was looking and i thought this go is going to jump and break that window and that was my biggest fear. So I'm like hiding, and I took a picture. Yeah. And he's like his head is like sticking out. I was like, oh my
0: god, <laughs> he was terrifying. He's ugly and terrifying. Honestly, I would never be comfortable living that close to those beings. They're they're maniacs, basically. They're just maniacs. And the sounds they make are like offensive, frankly, and not even because they're burping or farting. They just are offensive. They are scary. They're sounds. rude
1: crude and unattractive yes and you walk around and you don't even terrifying. know because it's so funny when i i sent a pic i uh, sent a video to the people um the, my lips and team like the marketing group like i send them a video of them making the noises and then like one of the responses was like i thought goats went bah but no they actually <laughs> don't get- that's not the noise that goats make they're sh- that's sheep you made they a mistake Cray cray noises, yeah. That is the psycho. <laughs> that is my psycho. That is my psycho goat. Well, both of them are, yeah, <laughs> <Mono>. hormonal. <laughs> hormonal, yeah. And like they're no, <laughs> and like they crazy. come at you, like you can't, yes, like, put anything- I know. It's yeah, it's crazy. So it's not like the petting zoo
0: people. No, it's not terrifying. Anyway.
1: Yeah. In the middle of the night, that would scare anybody. Patrick Keller agreed. It is not okay. Before we transition here, you should know, aren't isn't there a lot of iconography in the paranormal paranormal world that uses goats? in there because i've seen many of them and i have to say oh. no wonder because there are times when i was i'm look at these guys and i'm like oh my god they're really like scary with their whole horns and then their faces and they look they're dark scary. in nature but they're not they're actually quite they are like- beings of the devil <laughs> yeah the well, devil has created
0: the goat you know how i know because well, their pupils are the opposite way that they're supposed to be. It's like seriously everything about them they is go a little horizontally instead of briefly. like that. Yeah. It's, the horns, it's like the it's like it's the it is the animal incarnate of the devil.
1: I mean seriously, but like with this, like, like Patrick's like this satanic community. But listen, have they <laughs> yeah, actually that's... hang out with goats? Because in all honesty, you cannot do anything with those goats. Like if those goats were around your uh whatever ritual, they would destroy everything. Yes, but they maybe would... that's the idea. They're anarchists. They're anarchy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Patrick's like not
0: my brand of paranormal. Okay. No. No, that's Satanism. We should stop.
1: We should stop. Yeah, that is not that. I don't want my goats yes. to. But I actually want to talk about, did you know, because I think this will help everybody, and my child is the one that pointed this out to me, and I didn't even know, Okay. that you can now mark an iMessage unread. Oh, I did know that. I've been doing it like crazy. I did not know.
0: Yes, you can. You and can now, now you can mark them unread. Now the yeah. question is: if you give red receipts and you read it and then you mark it unread, does that go away? I don't oh. know that because I don't do red receipts usually. Neither do I. Because that's too much information, frankly.
1: Yeah, I don't like it at all. Either I do not like I that. Don't either. You don't need but to know if question. I've read
0: your text.
1: And yeah. actually, I, I could go on on a whole
0: tangent, and I might do it right now. Are you ready? Yes. Here goes. I got to get closer so that my words are impactful. Okay. Here's what I want to tell you people while we're on the subject of intrusive goats and text messaging. Unlike what we were taught as children, you are not obligated in any way to be available just because someone is trying to get a hold of you. And that is a very new concept, but I want to say it again. Just because someone is calling, Or texting or knocking does not mean you're obligated to find out what they want. You might care, in which case you'll answer. But I think people like, I see, especially boomers, but I see people my age around our age, late 40s, every time there's a text. Oh, hold on. Let me look at that. Every time there's a notification. Oh, hold on. Let me turn that off. And I mean, I understand why you have your notifications on, but they should be like, I attribute it to, like, a kid poking me. Poke, poke, poke. Like, I don't have to... Just a minute, please. Like, if you're doing something, if your head is somewhere else, they can wait. Let them wait. Let them wait. You are under absolutely no obligation, responsibility. I mean, you know what to answer. Your kid's school, your spouse, your kid if they have a phone work boss but like if your mom's trying to get a hold of you or your friend or whatever they can wait let them wait it's not an emergency you don't have to be available ever look mm. at bill murray mm. his career is soaring he has <sighs> no phone no texting a landline he's never home right like you don't like he doesn't give a rat's patoot if someone's trying to get a hold of him he's just out there yeah. living his life Happier yep. than a pig, and you know what? So, anyway, okay, that's what I wanted to say. Now back to the originally scheduled program. Marking unread. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, did you know that now? If I wanted to mark this spot, I can do in Streamyard command uh-huh. B. I can't tell if anything's happening, but it said I could mark this spot. Command B, maybe it's Control B. It doesn't seem to be working, but we'll see. Maybe it did. Okay, yeah. So, so you wanted to talk about? So that's interesting. In case you haven't tried that, you just swipe to the left. To mark
1: something on red
0: um, wait, in- you
1: mark something wait what because the way that because right meme is the one that showed me how to do it so may showed me from the screen from the from this screen from the screen of people right yeah and if they send you a message you tap on them like on mm-hmm. their face and then you get an a contextual menu like that and then it's at the it says on there, like, where they go. Oops, we moved Randy out of his spot. Wait, do it again? I missed it. Oh, my God. That is so much easier. If you want to do one of good the people Lord. on your, um, you know, <sighs> the
0: people who are pinned, you just long, you long touch. Long yeah, paws, yeah, you whatever, long touch you
1: on the pinned people. Oh, my God. On the pinned I, people. I know, I'm dying. It's, it's an this. amazing
0: feature, I must say. It's an it's amazing really
1: feature that we've all wanted because, again. Yep. I'm obsessive about clearing notifications. That's why I don't have notifications because I don't want mm-hmm. them. But the things Same. that <laughs> because when I do want notifications, I actually am compulsive about that, and I think I'm using that in a in the in, in the more clinical way. Like I'm not compulsive as in like I want to no.
0: compulsive.
1: I am absolutely like if I see that there is an unread something i need Mm -hmm. to clear it or i need to act on it and and so it's either a reminder oh yeah i have to respond to that message and that's why it's unread Mm -hmm. or i need to clear it meaning look at all the things like i gotta you know if i see slack my slack channel like you know what i hate on my slack channels yes i know exactly what you're about to say there's a little dot at the top and I like to clear those little, t- that tiny little dot. I don't care. I-, I want them clear. I don't want little dots. So when the dot comes in, I'll deal with it because it's usually a work related something. But there are some Slack channels that I've already said, don't alert me. And it still has that damn little dot. And I sit there and the God, like, I don't want to clear it.
0: The dot drives me crazy. And in addition... I hate looking at Slack and having it tell me I have 25 things to answer when really I have one thing to answer and 20 yes. other things are in four other channels. Yes. Yes. That drives yes. me insane. I, yeah. cause I also, I use this messages for the same thing. If it's unread, it means I have to do something. Even yep. if it sits there for a month, it's still an action item. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't like that either with Slack. I can't seem to get those things to go away or to tell me, You know, just there's not one button to just be like, Mark. I mean, there is, but it's, you know, there is, but you have to go
1: way too deep. And I have marked every, by the way, people don't start telling me, don't text me or email me and say, oh, you can just set all of these in the notifications inside of each one of these channels. Already did that. There's still some notifications. (gasps) Let me, okay, while we're at it, because now X. Is doing this too? Let me tell you about oh, X. No. Okay. Oh
0: no, I haven't been on there in quite so, a while.
1: So I have to be in there. So I let know. me just. But again, I am compul. I have a, a compulsion about making sure everything is marked because it is my job, not because I yep. want to be on social. Okay. So right. I go into my job, and when mm-hmm. I go into my job, I have to look at all the stuff, notification, just the little bells that give you again a little dot at the top of whatever profile you have a notification about, okay? Mm -hmm. So I go ahead and I do that and I have to look through the list of replies, retweets, blah, 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 so I can look at it and be done my job. But here's what uh, X is now doing. For my personal account, I have turned off every notification. I don't Mm -hmm. get notified about anything, retweets, responses, Nothing. I want nothing to do with that, but it's, I'm still signed in. But there's always a little dot. And you know why? Because X has decided every time somebody that I follow posts, they give me a little dot. It's a notification. And I want nothing to, I don't want that. I don't want that. But you can't turn that off. I've turned Mm -hmm. every notification off, but X is still wanting you to go check. And so the only thing that's happening on X is that somebody else posted a post, posted something on it. And right. it's telling me that somebody did that. It's annoying. Honestly, even just
0: referring to it as X is so annoying that I can't use it anymore. Like we post on their for she podcasts now, but like I can't personally use it it's driving me, it drives me crazy i can't
1: i can't i can't either so anyway that's seeing it my being
0: reported point. on as formerly known as twitter
1: is equally as annoying it's so annoying just i feel here's the thing twitter's dead <laughs> okay i don't want to talk about twitter anymore because it's dead okay, so then- it literally does not exist anymore x is something completely different and i want nothing to do with it like i it's not a social media thing that i want to be a part of I agree. it's something else and so that's why so you've X. replaced it with threads and you still love it. I still love it. I love threads. Um, I think threads is, I like it. It makes me happy. Like I don't it have makes like, happy. yeah, I don't have weird feelings about X. I, at this point, at the time of this recording, because <laughs> things change all the time. Every day, every, every day. day. So every day. I, Enjoy it. I don't I you know what all the people that are marketing and stuff are haven't quite made it there yet in flux. There are a lot of things that you cannot do at scale for threads as it pertains to a business, like you have to use it, meaning you have to either be on the computer or your phone to be able to appropriately engage with the platform, meaning post things Mm -hmm. and respond to things there is no third party service at this time for mm. managing at scale so it helps like currently at Libsyn, we use agora pulse and it makes everybody's life easier because not only can i ask my team to take care of something like posting things and responding to something that it's not me and or i can very quickly check all of the social channels and immediately address any fires that might be going in there or whatever. With threads, it's an X. You know what I mean? It's like we thought we do all of these things and now yeah. onto X and there is no way to post things and schedule them. So content has to be in real time. Responses have to be in real time. You have to use it. Like, so I, I like that, like that part. personally. But I don't like that as a business like I can't I always forget to post anything on the Lipson channel because I got to remember and I can barely remember like the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Tell me about it. I know. <laughs> so, Does Threads have annoying notifications? I turned um, most
1: of them off. Maybe uh, I, I turned all notifications off. I just when I go into threads, I see the little heart has a little like it's red or something. I don't know how you how it yeah. tells you. And then that way you can see if anybody responded to your thing. But it it's inobtrusive. Like I haven't seen. I, But again, I turned on. Yeah, the little heart. It's got a little heart at the bottom and it's got a little red dot at the bottom. And that means somebody engaged with your post. Somebody followed you. Somebody loved it. Somebody shared something. That's good to know. And I mean, it's it's fine, but uh, I, I enjoy it. I like how I posted about <laughs> marking something on red and now people are saying, they're like, oh my God, can you do that? Yeah, I think that this was like a
0: oh, yeah. I message yeah.
1: hidden feature that uh, most of us missed. Really? Yeah. I love that. I didn't know that it was part of it. So I'm super stoked nice. by that whole thing. Um. So did you want to talk about, Descript, that's pretty big news. Descript has just released a bunch of new AI features. uh, And we're just going to tell our friends because do you use it? Do you use Descript? I do for some things, not for our podcast. I use Cast
0: Magic for our podcast. But no, I don't use Descript unless it's I'm making a book or something or I'm making a, a separate thing.
1: They, they've added these, all of these workflows, these AI workflows, they have YouTube description, which obviously because mm-hmm. Descript now does videos, podcast right. show notes, so you can have that instant show notes for your podcast with chapters and time codes. Mm-hmm. They nice. have social posts. They have a chapter mm-hmm. generator, so you can have all of those things that you can insert in one in one click. And I believe that that's for the YouTube side of things. They have a summarizer, so you can get summary for anybody else. Which is great, and then they have the little chat feature, which is being able to ask the AI anything. So I'm assuming right. it's sort of like I've done a couple of those questions over to. I also use Cast Magic, and like let's say for an episode of the feed, I can say like, "What did Rob say about the YouTube RSS oh, feed ingestion?" That's what that's for, and then like it will give me a summary. I can say summarize Rob's point of view about RSS feed YouTube ingestion. And then I get like a summary of that. So that's what those are for. And they're terrible. Oh, the AI are okay. These show notes I mean, from AI are terrible. Okay. I don't think they're
0: all terrible. This is correct. But I do think that they need to be edited like oh, anything else.
1: Yes. They have this to is be good. edited. Yes,
0: this is true. I mean, yes, yeah, snarky episode titles are always entertaining. But, you know, Cast Magic does a pretty good job, I think. I mean, you only have to edit it like a, a wee bit, but I love it.
1: It depends if you have the proper, again, it learns from you and that. I haven't used it for sh- show notes at all because it doesn't know what I want and usually gets the wrong, it gets a lot of things wrong. So I'm not using it for that. I think that the AI questions that I have seen, the AI chat thing that I've seen that has been really helpful has been from otter.ai. Yeah. Um, because it transcribes my meetings and what I like, it's been a lifesaver for me to go in there and say, what are my action items? And it will give me the three bullet points of things that I have to take action on. And so what I've been doing in meetings nowadays is I will say, so I will repeat. So I need to, and I will say it, finish the blog post and reaching out to the people for quotes, right? Right. And then that way I will get that back and I don't have to reference most of the things in there. So that has been a lifesaver. I love that. The other thing, and I'm sorry to say this, Jess, but what I replaced you. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. What are you saying? I know. <laughs> You know how like I used to text you with like my writing and I go write a sentence and it would be like okay I understand what you're trying to say here Elsie but that's probably not the best sentence try this yeah yeah you know what I mean like I would ask you like does this make sense and like you would write me back something that was by far much better but you understood the Mm. idea right but I have replaced you with Chad GVT. So now I can just get the LC Aww. sentence and I'll go with that with my that one LC sentence that I'm like, hmm, I don't know if this makes sense. So I literally go like, does this make sense? Yeah. And then it and then it tells me, no, it does not make sense because of X, Y, Z. We suggest this. And then I either take it or leave it. And then but even if I don't do the exact response, I can then go, oh, I see. I, I did misuse that term, or I did misalign the sentence. It, mm-hmm. So it that has been great. That was great.
0: I mean, if you want a cold, impersonal being that knows nothing <laughs> about you to correct your work, then who am I to argue? Yeah.
1: And the can I tell you the other thing that I really, like I would have been unable to do what I did under, because I had a time constraint. Mm -hmm. is I had to do two presentations in Spanish and they were time, like very strict in the time. And so what I did is I had existing presentations that I condensed and then I wrote them out. I wrote the outline out in Mm -hmm. Spanish, in English on all of my stuff. And I would just go back, back and forth. Can you translate this to Spanish? Translate this to Spanish. And I would craft out everything. It was like, It still took time. And of course, I was checking. I wasn't just copy pasting the response because I can speak Spanish. So that's the thing. But I was able to do these two presentations with Chad GPT as my team to be able to deliver, especially with terms like if I'm talking about advertising, dynamic insertions and programmatic ads, like I'm like, what? How am I going to? How do you even say that in English, in Spanish?
0: Right. (laughs) Right.
1: I can barely understand it in English. Mm. So anyway, Sad. that was my that was my thing. So,
0: well, yeah, and- I mean, check it out. You guys have to let us know what you think. If you like it, if you don't like it, let us know.
1: Uh, and one last thing, guys, audio hijack is one of my favorite tools for recording really? a conversation. Yes, I've been using it for oh my gosh, almost since they started. Since which was way back in the day. So Audio Hijack hijacks your audio from your computer, almost any audio. But now what they've done is it's essentially a, a software mixer. So that means that you can create, you can use like right now I'm using the Rodecaster Pro, it's going in here, but then like, but at the same time, I could record everything into my Rodecaster that we're doing right now because I can do that with the mixer. But Roadcast, excuse me, Audio Hijack helps you do that. And you can capture audio from Chrome. You can, uh, like, it's how I record backups of Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. Should I even say this? Why not? Why not? Okay, here we go. Sometimes there are some meetings that I'm invited to.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Maybe you shouldn't say it. (laughs)
1: Let's just say
0: that Otter... Is that what you're using, Otter? Otter is really good at filling in the blanks if you happen to be distracted during a meeting.
1: Yes, yes, yes. No, but that's not it. It's Let's like usually, oh, it? you know, but they have to, uh, but you have to let the recording happen, right? So there's meetings that you don't record. Yeah, you have. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, okay. I
0: re- I use read.ai and I record everything. Yeah,
1: but people have to accept it. Okay. Most of the time, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. there are times when... I might be having or or I'm watching. Oh, this is great, too. Maybe this will be less disclosure of me. There are times when you do a, you know, one time only workshop that you have to show up live for and Mm -hmm. you have to pay for the the recording. Okay, we've all done that. Those were summits, like a lot of summits were like that, you know, like they have all the training and then you show up and it's free. But then if you want the recordings, you have to pay, blah, blah, blah,
0: okay. 100 bucks, whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do is whenever I have that happen, you can actually schedule Audio Hijack to Mm -hmm. record the stuff, like on on a schedule. So I can go in there and set it up and it'll record from whatever I want it to record from. And I have a local recording of that. So it can be in a browser, it could be off of a Zoom call or, you know, Google Meet, whatever you're doing, you can pull it into Audio Hijack and you can record that. You can record it on one track, separate tracks, whatever you want. But now the bonus feature here, and it's our backup for the Mm -hmm. feed whenever uh, Rob and I record. Mm we use uh, Libsyn's Connect to connect and record and have everything there. Like we're using StreamYard. So Libsyn's Connect is our StreamYard for the feed. But Rob also does a backup using Audio Hijack. So if something happens with that first recording, we have the backup of Audio Hijack. And so he has a separate track for his voice, a separate track for my voice. And then we have that backup for Audio Hijack. But now Audio Hijack has... Built in transcription. So if you want something transcribed now, you just pull in that and you're golden. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Built in, which means you don't have to buy a transcription service if you don't want it.
0: Yeah. I mean, lots. Yeah. Read AI is like that too. Yeah. I know it's pretty, pretty nifty. If you want to see, we like it. Okay. So we were going to talk about something else. And I guess we can start this conversation. I'm afraid.
1: Are you? Kind of. Okay, you don't have to. We don't have to. I know. That's up, yeah.
0: Here's the thing. Elsie and I, before the call, we were discussing how to move forward with our group and our membership, the She Podcast's empire, if you will, because I still haven't quite gotten to the point where it pays for itself or any of the employees or anything like that. And I have some ideas on how to do that. But I want them to be painless for the people who are in She Podcasts. So one of
1: i like, why? Are you laughing at my face?
0: No, I'm just kind okay. of... I'm just, yeah. One possibility is just to let it run itself and Elsie and I sort of like bag out. I mean, we are starting another part of She Podcast. You know, I've been talking about a network for a little while and we're, cl- we're getting closer to that. But that's kind of separate from supporting this community, you know, because we'll be selling ads on a network and onboarding shows and things like that. But that's like a whole separate business from what this is, right? So Mm -hmm. we tried Patreon. So here are the things we've tried in the past, right? We've tried Patreon and we made like $1,000 a month that you and I used to split. And that was nice. But I still think I still had my business at the time. So it didn't matter how much we got. It was just mostly an experiment. We tried the event, which was successful the first year. And then because of the pandemic, sort of shit in its own bed. And then uh, even though it was really great and I thought the events were amazing, it was just, it's not financially feasible to keep that up in today's changing climate. There's also the membership. We have a membership. Uh, If you go to membership.sheepodcast.com, it gives you a library of all the things. It also promises QAs, which no one comes to, and a Facebook group, which is sort of dead. I could change that to a Slack Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of making the membership paid-ish in the Facebook group. And I would love to know your opinion. So here's how it would work. Everyone stays in the group, 21,000 people. But if you want to post a question, you have to be part of a monthly membership. So how it would work was you would pay for the month and then you would, you know, the first time you get into it, you would Make a post introducing yourself, and then I could pre approve you in the Facebook group to post anything you want. Everything else would be admin approval. Only people who paid the monthly small dividend, like $5 or under, would be able to post questions. You can still comment on everything, reply to everything. The only thing that changed is only paid people would be able to post questions of any kind. So, like, if we did Winbag Wednesday, you'd still be able to comment on that. That's not going to go away. But if you have a question about your your specific problem, unless you've paid that nominal fee, it's not available to you. I don't know how many people, I mean, I can see that all three of you are listening right now. (laughs) But, like, if you're listening to this later, I want to know what you think about it, how you feel about it. It would also be, like, I'd also like to change the membership in the sense that, like, I'd like to do... QAs and webinars and sessions and QA, all the things in the big group, though, like I'd love to do it in the big group and not a small group, because I want I would want to be able to share the knowledge with everyone. But just in order for you to participate back, you would need to pay a little bit of money. So what do you guys think of that? And all three of you who are listening, you can post it now and tell me what you think. Is it a terrible idea? Because here's the thing. It's been 10 years. We are coming up on 10 years. 2024 marks 10 years of doing this show and having this group. It's actually probably fall now. It's probably now. Now is probably the 10-year mark. But I know for sure that it's 2014 because that's when I had Isaac and I was pregnant when we started it. So now he's nine. So here we are. Um, okay, so then the question is, what do you guys think? It's 21,000 women. Right now, it's heavily adminned by volunteers, which isn't a perfect system, but it does work. But it does take time, manual labor, and money to be able to offer even just that. And it doesn't pay for itself. It doesn't pay for the effort. So, you know, Elsie is already full-time employed with someone else. So she can't put forth that effort for free. Or even if it wasn't free, I'm not sure she could afford the ever. Look, it looks like I'm wearing a little crown. Do You see that? Look at my... <laughs> okay, anyway. So that's one. I mean, one of it is I guess you just let it run itself. One is to just turn it into a paid membership. One is to try and find a different way to, you know, of give and take webinars that you pay for once a month or, you know, having each product that we have available for individual sale, I guess. Probably no more events for a little while. So Lisa says, the ability to ask a question is valuable. It doesn't bother me to pay for what you offer. That's very encouraging. Thank you, Lisa. I love that. Okay. That's very encouraging. So I'm hoping that most people in the group will feel that way, that they would rather pay $5 a month and be able to post questions and support the group who's been around for 10 years and hasn't really made very much money or, you know, because also it's a, it's a phasal thing, right? It's almost like a pregnancy group in the sense that you join a Facebook group when you're pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant. Then you have the first trimester, second, third, then you have the baby. Do you stay in the pregnancy group? Because once you have that baby, pregnancy is no longer interesting, I assure you. So, you know, like for, for our members, yeah, there's 21,000 women in there but they're not all active. In fact, half are active, which means that from that, so let's say 10,000. From those 10,000, I would say that like 3,000 posts on a regular basis and the other six are helpers. They answer questions, they're top commenters, but they're not seeking information because they're just not in that phase anymore. So when new people come in, you know, then it starts again. They'd want to pay, but probably not forever. Unless they want to keep supporting She Podcast. So, I mean, anyway, uh, I'd love to know what you guys think. Thank you for commenting, Lisa. I, I appreciate that. I would really want to do it sooner rather than later, too. Because we have the event coming up in October. Nope. Sorry. That's muscle memory. It's coming up in January in Orlando. You know, and I'd like to have this established before then. Um, so I don't have to announce it then. Because I'd like to announce the the other things we're working on then. Yeah, it's more valuable for newer podcasters. Probably.
1: I think I've seen some posts that, you know, the the hive mind of this is where I, I see the value of being able to get information quickly from a very specific type of group. Like, I think for me, I mm-hmm. would find it valuable to do $5 a month, hands down, to just have access, to be able to ask questions when I needed to. It's like mm-hmm. being able to go to an already vetted area that has people that are going through what you're going through. Like even, you know, your business and babies group that you have, like, I don't post there very often, but it's a really valuable group that I belong to because when I do have a question, I know that they're like, there's a very specific type of woman that's in that group person. Right. So I'm like, it's, it's a great balance. And so if I'm like, there's a post that I wanted to post in on podcast, podcasts, which was trying to, and I'm, and, and if anybody listens to this, please reach out to me as well. But one of the questions I wanted to ask is like, what are some things that you have noticed in terms of social media for you as a producer and or creator? Has mm-hmm. there been a shift in social for you, as in responses from people, the type of things that are that used to work and don't work? Has Mm -hmm. your community grown a lot? Like I just wanted and not that I wanted to sell anything to anybody. I just wanted to check my own experience about what I've been seeing. So I don't want to confirm my bias like I wanted to. So that would make it easy. Like I'd be like, I'm glad to pay five dollars a month to be able to post. Check in with your tribe,
0: with your people, with my people. Yeah. $5 to be able to check in with people that you already trust, that you know are supportive and not judgmental and not trying to sell you something. $5 a month to vent about something in the group where people can relate to you, you know, because like I've used that group just to vent about something that's happened. I mean, it hasn't, nothing weird has happened for a while, but you know, I used to do the interview show and I was constantly venting and she podcasts about how frustrated I was. So it would be, you know, about venting. It would also be about wins. You could post your, I mean, you know, I would have to make a rule as to what, you know, if you're going to be pre-approved, you still can't do, you know, you still can't sell something. You can, you can post links to your show, but no
1: opt-ins, no be- sales pages, no what? Before you go down that hole, that rabbit hole yeah, though, Jess, I, know, I think I I'd that- have to work that out. I think that the idea is there, it it can possibly work. But in my head, the first thing that comes to mind is this is Patreon. That's what a it Patreon is. is for. That's True. what it's like. And in terms of because it is so low and it, 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 hear me out with this. Okay. In our process, if I were to call out something that was working for us, not to the extent that it was, so amazing, but that Mm -hmm. was working for us, was Mm -hmm. the Patreon.
0: It did work for us. However, at the time we were using it, our Facebook group, even then, was like five to 10,000 people. And we only had, I mean, I don't want to say only. We made $1,000, but it was probably like a 100 patrons. But Jess, we never promoted it at all. I know. Well, we did. I started putting it on the... I did. Yes. I started putting it on the windbag Wednesday. If you, you know, if you get value from this right. post, please consider our Patreon. We talked
1: to I mean, right. you're right. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. We didn't talk about thing. it on the pod. We didn't do anything here's extra the- for it. It's true. True. It was male and female. People were often like there was a couple of people who didn't move to our other membership. You know why? Because they were giving us five dollars a month because they just wanted to give us five dollars a month. They didn't care. Right. So there's people who just want to give that money to She Podcast. The end. I know. So we had a lot of people who did that and I was cool with it and they could choose whichever what they wanted. However,
0: Patreon is requiring people to go and sign up for and use an entirely other platform when everyone is already on this platform. So I can either continue to allow them to use it for free or I can say, hey, you've enjoyed 10 years of free content. Now, if you want to take advantage of this group, here's what's going to cost. here are the rules. I'm on Patreon for a couple of people. The Tara lady is a perfect example. She does two classes a week on Patreon. She does special like Things that you can download. You get stuff early from her. I love it. I, if I thought a Patreon would work as a membership where I could offer lessons and QAs and stuff like that and people would show up, I would do it. But I think by giving them that kind of choice, they're like, ah, eh, not now. Maybe later. Ah, eh, that's okay. Whereas for this, if they want to use it now, they have to.
1: Here's the thing for about about it too. I think that sometimes it is more like buy me a coffee kind of a vibe, like the Patreon yeah, model right. is, is kind exactly. of like a donation. Is. But That's here's right. the other part of it. Whatever is behind the Patreon wall needs to be something that somebody really wants access to, like in a big way. And unfortunately right, right now, the amount of podcasting education and access to experts is everywhere and our profile as experts that serve this type of a community is not as high as those people who are constantly showing up so that funnel meaning that front part of the funnel is the mm-hmm. social component. It's the yes, lives I'm on aware. social. It's the I'm here. Who's going to ask me a question? I have to do the thing. Live streams on YouTube. Like they True. work their asses off to get that people to, to pay them out. And I know for me, I'm not willing to do that anymore for free. And so you did just say you would pay five dollars to have access to the group, period. uh, Yes, absolutely. But I would also have the five dollars access to whatever special something or other like. So I've been obsessed with the pop culture Bravo universe podcasters i've been obsessed with them and they all have patreons and what i love about them is because they'll do things like when they're covering the housewives of whatever right all the housewives so they will they will do a regular episode covering one of the famous housewives like housewives of beverly hills but if you are really obsessed with bravo and then they'll do like oh i'm covering the kardashians episode one and two in the patreon and so you're like wait what Right. I can't get access to that. This is lame. Like, and then you go look and it's like a $5 Patreon. There's another guy who does gossip. And so, and there's another show that I love. It's called Beyond the Blinds and it's amazing. And so they will put out episodes that are for everybody. And then they'll do like Patreon only episodes that are going deep into like super famous, like the Tom Cruise stuff is behind the patreon wall that you can't it's not public so you have to pay five dollars a month to get access to all of that stuff mind you that's content though yeah it's not a service right i don't want to do content like i don't don't either i I don't want to do more content if if i do want to do content it's not for the same
0: purpose as what you're saying like i'm not trying to get people to listen to or read our content right i just want people to pay to use the service that they've been using correct for free And if I decide to include content going forward, that would be a whole different story, you know, then maybe I would try and figure out.
1: I think that it
0: would
1: be a community. I mean, yes, to to pay $5 a month for being able to post questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would also expand the ability for people to pay $5 a month that don't want to be part of the group Mm -hmm. that are men who just want to donate to she podcast the she podcast community for it to continue. They could like, do that's, that
0: through there too. They just wouldn't be in the group.
1: That's all I would want. And then we can have like even with Patrick says have a monthly Zoom party with members just chilling and laughing. We could do not even monthly. It could be quarterly, and that way it'll step yeah. us back. We don't have to do that. We'll have mm-hmm. like just a basic no investment gathering, and that's the thing. Right. It's like there's no like. Let's pretend there's like, you know, let's pretend we get to like $1,000 a month just because it's a round number. $1,000 a month donations, yay. And then we throw a party that's like a 20000 or $10,000 party. There's no, like that makes no sense. That makes zero well, no, sense. No, of
0: course not.
1: No, it doesn't build on it. So I think part of it is access and having the opportunity for other people who are not part of the She Podcast group to to invest in it it. and support so that it continues going forward. And because in all honesty, you got to be like super clear and be like, if you value this, you have to pay for like, I'm sorry. I literally currently right now, unfortunately, I also had to stop my donation to another nonprofit that I have been supportive of for the post like past four years. Mm hmm. And I understand it wasn't a very big donation that was a monthly donation, but I had to make a call. I had to not do it. They are hurting, by the way. It's not like I did it at a, at their peak. They are hurting. Mm. Everyone is hurting. Everybody is literally going to disappear. So okay. if you want to support She Podcast for what it is and what it has been moving forward to be a place where this exists and have infrastructure around it so that we can keep it going, then you do $5 a month, I think is a pretty okay ask to be able to do. And if you want more, then you need to set up a system where people can do the buy me a coffee type of a vibe, like PayPal recurring or whatever, to be Mm -hmm. able to do that. Like I pay for yeah. the museum that we go to all the time. It's 12 for 12 I don't even right. live there, but I want the museum to continue. And I, it's been so meaningful to my kids and I attend once a year with them. Right. I don't want to stop those $12.
0: Yeah. And you shouldn't. Right. Cause you want to support
1: them. Makes sense to me. It's just that I'm done now with the whole value for value uh, because the value that I believe She Podcast has brought to so many different people has been, it's a lot. And I'm not keen on the, you know how you opened up this conversation with the whole you do you not, the whole text messages diatribe that you talked about? yeah. Yeah. We're at a point now where the audience demand for look at me, take care of me. I want stuff. I want stuff. I should be able to get all this shit for free. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but we can't do that.
0: Right. <laughs> right. We can't. We, we cannot do
1: that. And then, and in order for something to move forward, you, it has to be worth it. Yeah.
0: The conversation is really more, if you feel this is worth me, continuing to pursue then i need that to show otherwise right. i have to pursue something else
1: correct and i think that that's a, a really yeah this is it it's like if, you, yeah. if this is of value to you mm-hmm. then consider this we will and you can reassess yeah in six months and give yourself a date and see what it yeah. actually what what actually happens mm-hmm. and come back and say like well Thanks to the five people,
0: (laughs) (laughs) all five of you,
1: who decided this was worth it. You have spoken very loudly. Thank Thank you you so much.
0: You five can come over here. Yes, exactly. Bye bye. Yeah,
1: and that—that's literally what that needs to happen. Like, there's no more catering. There's no more. Like, I just don't think like hand holding. And it's it's. I'm sorry, but there's we gotta move forward here, people.
0: Right. Agree.
1: It's gotta make sense. All right. Well,
0: this has been very helpful in helping figure this out so far, and yeah, maybe I'll put it together and see how it goes. Thank you guys. It's after an hour, and today's Isaac's birthday, and I have to go (gasps) get him. And but first, I have to wrap his presents, so I have to run. But um, oh my
1: god, go run, go run, go do the thing! Happy birthday,
0: Isaac! Can't believe he's nine. It's like every time he has a birthday, so does she podcast. It's weird. Oh,
1: but actually, she podcasts from what I remember. It's like a year from now from what you're talking about mm-hmm. meaning i mean a birthday is when did you start the group is in the i believe it was a it wasn't in fall i think
0: it was in june yeah may or june of 2020 of 2013 Four.
1: 2014 no. correct you're right yeah yeah it was like right around it's it was springish time because we went to the conference then the what is it new media That's right. Expo. that was G- that was january yep that was january then you created the group yeah then we created the show right in the summer so it was somewhere in That's between right. the first court Q- q1 q2 area so it's next right. 10 years will be next, next january Q- okay one right, or q2. right
0: okay so nine Right. right right okay so it's coming up but still
1: oh what is the photo behind me wait somebody sorry before what what photo so you mean, Wants to
0: know what's behind you? There's this. A, it looks like a no. It's like a it looks like a retro class picture.
1: It's not. It's actually a beautiful book, Patrick. You're the first person that's ever asked me. I love this thing. It's a book mm. and it's about migration Whoa. and it opens up. Whoa. It's so beautiful. Look at that. Oh, it's crazy. about Um. it was a beautiful book. It's I love this book and it does have a small small art about migrant the uh, migration from central america. Mm-hmm. It's it's gorgeous actually. It's a piece it of is art. Cool. It's very pretty. It's a piece of art, folks. It's a piece of art. Okay.
0: Anyway. All right. Thank you. If you want any of the links from today's show, go to cheapodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest at she podcasts, Also, our tickets are now on sale for the event that we're doing in Orlando in January. Um, it is all interactive workshops, five or six interactive workshops that you get to both learn and participate the entire day. So it's going to be really exciting and fun. We also have an opening party. We also have Sonic Bloom Awards. It all comes with the ticket price. So go to shepodcast.com forward slash SPL and get your tickets there and to learn more um, otherwise thank you so much for being with us today if you want to send us an email let us know your opinion it is feedback at shepodcast.com thank you so much we we enjoy you so much um, love you
1: mean it bye, bye.